Pittsburgh Steeler fans. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you on Sunday morning. It's game day, and it's time for my last-minute thoughts as the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo today at 1 p.m. at Highmark Stadium. Ooh, it's going to be an interesting game. I can tell you right now that the weather is supposed to be pretty good. The biggest thing that the, that might be going on is wind. Uh, that it's supposed to be sunny. It's supposed to be around oh, in the in the upper fifties. But there is the possibility of 17 to 18 miles an hour wind there in Buffalo. Don't know how much that will affect things in the stadium. We shall see. So the big question that I know a lot of people are wondering is, are you going to get this game? I will tell you, there is a large portion of the country that will be getting this game. If you really want to know if that is going to be you, make sure that you go in to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Check out the distribution map. It's an article that we run uh, anytime the Steelers are playing where it's a 1 o'clock or 4.30 game where you're curious if there, because there could be other games on. Uh, I don't get the game in my area because oh, they're, they're Washington's on CBS, but uh, that's a whole different thing. We don't need to get into that. Make sure you can check that out. If you, if you don't get the game and are looking for other options to try to watch or listen, there's also our how to watch article also behind the steel curtain.com. It's there. Um, both of those will be there early Sunday morning. So they should already be there right now. By the time you're listening to this, Ooh, this one, the Steelers have a chance to have the largest, there be the largest underdog ever since the AFL-NFL merger. Right now, that line is still holding true. The Steelers are 14-point underdogs to the Buffalo Bills. The over-under is set at 45.5. So they're looking, it's funny, with all these injuries going on, all, the only thing that's really changed has been the over-under total, not as much the line. The line did go up to 14 and a half, back down to 14. We'll see what it is at game time to see if it sets that record for the Steelers. Whew. This is going to be a long podcast, simply in me reading the injury report, um, giving some updates there. Because not only that, there were updates to the injury report on Saturday, and I'll also give you the other news that happened with both teams on Saturday. I'm just going to give the game statuses because there's so much. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, after Friday's practice, there was three players with injury statuses, and they were Akella Witherspoon was ruled out, Cameron Sutton was questionable, and Terrell Edmonds was questionable. Um, Edmonds was with the concussion, uh, Witherspoon with the hamstring, Sutton with the hamstring slash groin. On Saturday, Terrell Edmonds was downgraded to out. Uh, I'm not surprised by this. I had a feeling, I, I put it in my article about projecting the inactives, that the likely scenario would be Edmonds would either be cleared from the pro protocol and his status would be taken away, or he would not be cleared and he would be ruled out. That one of those two things was likely to happen on Saturday, and it was that Edmonds was ruled out. He did not practice Wednesday, was limited Thursday, did not progress to be full on Friday. He was still limited. So when I saw that, I knew there was a, there was a decent chance he would not. But what's most important is for Terrell Edmonds to, to be able to um, get 
the things going on with him and his concussion um, get healed from that and be in a better place uh, that he can continue to play football and live life uh, not having any um, serious effects from this injury. That's what is most important. Now, let's go to the Buffalo Bills because this one was was very lengthy. I'm going to give you what it had um, on Friday, and then I'll tell you their updates as well, their roster moves and the Steelers roster move. Okay. Not all these players are necessarily still – a couple of them got moved to IR, but I'm just going to give you what was given on Friday. Cornerback Christian Benford, out. Wide receiver Jamison Crowder, out. Linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, questionable. Yes, that's Terrell's brother. Tight end Dawson Knox, out. Wide receiver Jake Kumaro, out. I probably didn't say that right, but that's okay. Uh, wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie, questionable. He was also a concussion, didn't practice Wednesday, limited Thursday and Friday. I didn't see anything from the Bills PR staff that changed his status. It'll be, so not sure what's going on there. Defensive tackle, Ed Oliver, questionable. That's with an ankle. Some of these are important to even know what they are because it could, could be something that pops up during the game. Defensive tackle, Jordan Phillips, questionable hamstring, and I think might be one of the, the most important out of these. Safety, Jordan Poyer out with a, with a rib injury. Now, because of all these things with the Buffalo Bills, they made some roster moves on Saturday. They signed two new players to the 53-man roster. It was wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins and defensive back Jamarcus Ingram. They placed Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, on the injured reserve list. They released a defensive tackle. Brandon Bryant was the name. They also elevated two players from the practice squad in wide receiver Tanner Gentry and linebacker Joe Giles-Harris. The fact they brought up another wide receiver might tell me that uh, uh, McKenzie may not be able to go because they signed one, for, or they, they signed one of the 53, for, I believe, from the practice squad and elevated another. Uh, so that's... That's an interesting development. Now, for the Steelers, the moves they made, um, I was not surprised by these moves, and I thought the first one that was reported kind of gave an indication to everything else, so much so that I already wrote the articles because I had a feeling that's what they were going to be. I just had to publish them when it happened. And that was after Terrell Edmonds was, was ruled out, the Steelers signed uh, linebacker Ryan Anderson. Outside linebacker, they elevated him off the practice squad last week. Now, for three straight weeks, the Steelers had elevated an outside linebacker rather than play David Anene, which I'm pretty sure is how you pronounce his name. The last three weeks, they had signed him to the 53. They had to because he came off of the Tennessee Titans practice squad. They couldn't put him on the practice squad. But their other options for the practice squad, uh, it was two weeks of Delonte Scott and then one week of Ryan Anderson, seemed to be the better option. So that's what they went with. Once Edmonds was ruled out, the Steelers were going to need both of their practice squad elevations to be in the secondary. So therefore, the Steelers signed Ryan Anderson to the 53-man roster and released David and Nene. They could do that now because they have to keep him for three weeks after coming from another team's practice squad. Well, they had to pay him for three weeks. Um, I don't know that they necessarily had to keep him, but why would you not keep them if you have to pay them anyway? Regardless, the, that was the roster move made there. Then the Steelers elevated two defensive backs from the practice squad. Um Josh Jackson, who was elevated last week at, at cornerback, didn't see any time on defense, saw a couple of special team snaps. And safety, Elijah Riley, 
who was a player some people thought could possibly make the 53-man roster after the Steelers claimed him off waivers from the Jets during the preseason, had a nice game in week three for the Steelers, um, but was on the practice squad. He's elevated um, because of the loss of Terrell Edmonds. So, whoo, my goodness, there was a lot of moves that went on on Saturday. So this is just kind of summing them up. That's what you got. Both teams will have seven-man inactive lists that will come out at 11.30 a.m. Pittsburgh time. Uh, so make sure uh, you check those things. The Steelers have had pretty much the same inactive list all year. But, now, you know, now they'll have, obviously, you know, Terrell Edmonds and uh, Akella Witherspoon will be there. And supposedly there will be a change with Steven Sims being active for the first time. People assume that it's going to be Gunnar um, Olszewski that's going to be inactive. It makes sense. It really does. I've put in my projected, why not have the Steelers do something crazy so it's not the same old thing? And, you know, someone like a Connor Hayward who hasn't been utilized very much could also be in play there. But other than that, it's it's probably pretty cut and dry for the Steelers. Whew, that was a lot of 4 p.m. news between both teams. Now, let's get on to what this game really means for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. It means a lot to the Pittsburgh Steelers simply from the aspect of their one and three. Every time you have another loss now, it just puts you further and further behind the eight ball as you go through the season. Now, does it mean the season's lost? No, the se- it's not because the Steelers, of uh, you know, if they start turning it around, but the, the then there's always some some great things that could happen. But the problem is that that. Uh, what what's going on is how do I say it? Once you get those number of losses, every one that you gain is one more you can't afford to get later on. So it makes it difficult. Sorry, I was distracted really quickly there because as I'm recording this on Saturday night, I am getting um, word coming across our breaking news channel that TJ Watt recently underwent arthroscopic knee surgery which is likely to delay his return by another week or two um, with him coming back. Uh, Now, exactly was TJ Watt coming back as soon as he was done his four games? I don't know, but that's just some breaking news that's happening now. So TJ Watt's likely not expected to be back still for a couple more weeks, but it might have been a couple more weeks anyway. A lot of people thought it might have been up to the bye Maybe he was running ahead of schedule. But that has nothing to do with the Steelers with the Buffalo Bills this week because you already know T.J. Watt's not playing this week. But since that was some breaking news that just came across, I just thought I would share that. And sorry for the momentary distraction. So back to where we were that the the, 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 the Steelers, every time they, it's another loss, is one less loss they can afford later. And if you're still thinking about possible playoffs and things of that nature – Right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't think about playoffs. They don't think about this. They don't think about that. They have to think about each game each week. And as we talked about on the Steelers preview this week, there are no moral victories because for, for teams because it's still a loss. It's still a tally of the loss column. But the Pittsburgh Steelers could still build off this game even if it isn't a victory. I the best way for me to sum it up is there's a path to victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, against the Bills later today. There is a path for victory. It just so happens to be 
one of the more narrow paths that they've had in a long time because they're a big underdog. You've got Kenny Pickett making his first start. The defense is still trying to find their way without TJ Watt. There's a lot of things that could go on, but it doesn't mean that the Steelers could win this game. It's their margin for error and swaying off of that path to victory is, is very, very thin, very thin margin of error. So, but that's why we still put on our jerseys and that's why we still wave our terrible towels, hoping that the Pittsburgh Steelers can come out and do great things. And Pitts, and they have been known to go in and win games where they are underdogs. So far this season, the Pittsburgh Steelers' only win is the game in which they were they were the biggest underdog so far this year, and that was in week one in Cincinnati. Maybe they could keep that trend up. That is what we will have to see when it comes time for kickoff. Um, some things to look for. It's Kenny Pickett's first start. That's obviously what to look for in the offense. See how, you know, is there progress from last week to this week? Did the week of practice running with the ones help him out? Are the Steelers utilizing him the same way? Are they taking chances or are they playing ultra conservative? These are things to watch. We Steelers fans want to see him just go out there, you know, rip it because you're not supposed to win this game. Go out there and rip it. See what they can do. On defense, the big thing is, is how are the Steelers going to overcome the their losses in the secondary, being down two starters? They're going up against the third-ranked offense in the league. They're not a great running team. And, and when I say not great, I think they're maybe 12th in the NFL in running, because rushing, because that's, that's their worst rank compared to everything else. Where the Steelers, they don't have anything that they're ranked that high. So... To say they're not a great rushing team, that's only compared to themselves and the standard they have otherwise. So we'll have to see how the Steelers' defense and how they can contain the likes of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and if they can if they can um, slow down that that running attack and see what they can do. For Jeff, I know, and I, Jeff Hartman and I, we do the X Factor article. I know Jeff. Jeff's X Factor is Kenny Pickett. That makes sense for the offense. Me then picking from the defense. I went outside the box this week. I need a player for the Steelers that you haven't heard their name very much to step up and have their name be heard for good reasons. And it doesn't matter to me which player it is. So there's a lot of players I could think about. You know, Malik Reed. You haven't heard a lot about Malik Reed this year. It would be nice for him to have his name mentioned in a good way. Believe it or not, Miles Jack. Haven't heard a ton about Miles Jack this, this year. Hearing his name more in a positive way sense. But the one I ultimately went with is Levi Wallace going back to Buffalo to play his former team now that he's with the Steelers. To me, I have Levi Wallace as an an X factor in the defense because I think he's going to have, he's going to probably do one one of two things. He is either going to step up and have a big game against his former team, or they're going to pick on him. They're either going to pick on him, knowing what he has and what he can and can't do, or he's going to step up and make some big plays. To me, that's a pretty big X factor, and that's why I went there. So, whew, I'm excited to watch this game. This, with in my opinion, this is the best team the Steelers have scheduled all season at this time. Now, things can change as they get as they're playing other games and as teams are trending one way or the other when the Steelers go to play them. But right now, where we sit, it's the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and and like I said, if it's not the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm actually kind of pulling for the Bills a lot this season, but not against the Steelers. You know, the, they're a team that's they're, they're well coached. Uh, I really respect their coach. 
Uh, they've built their team. They've taken the time to build their team and do it in the right way. I really, they're, they're a good team for the NFL when it comes to trying to do things the right way. I think they're a great example of that. I think they're right now based on the way they've done the stuff. They're just basically several years ahead of the Steelers as the Steelers are going to do these things now, where before it was, it was the Steelers that were further ahead than them um, in, in this process. So, I I actually have a lot of respect for this team, but if the Steelers could come out and show what they can do up against one of the best teams in the NFL in their place, there is a lot to be taken from this game on Sunday. I want to see what kind of fight this black and gold team has. I want to see them fight on offense. I want to see them fight on defense. Make sure you are you're tuning in this week to all of our podcasts. We've got almost our entire normal lineup for you that we normally have with our YouTube shows are scheduled at the same time. We've got our audio-only shows um, on the podcast side that you have available in the mornings with Let's Ride, a Cutting Room Floor, Stat Geek. I will tell you that for this week, because of um, – a, a family situation that arose with Jeffrey Benedict, where he has to go out of town, um, deal, um, dealing with, with with something family-wise. He will not be doing his cutting room floor on Tuesday. So what we've done is I've swapped with him. You'll get Steeler Stat Geek on Tuesday and cutting room floor on Thursday. That's the plan as of now, based on Jeffrey's schedule, unless he lets us know that things change. So other than that, you'll have all those podcasts um, from Behind the Steel Curtain coming at you. And make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We've got all the stuff ready for you on game day. You've got all the updates on everything as the game goes on, and there'll be lots of breakdown after the game there. So thank you so much for checking us out. And as we have to say to finish these out, go Steelers. Go up to Buffalo, play hard, see what you fight, and see if you can bring home that W. Go Steelers. Go Steelers.